If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? I made it clear that my intention was to play, and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. Rodgers going for it all, looking to bring it open. He's got it! Lazar! Gonna go! Touchdown! Rodgers snaps it quick, scrambles to his right, pumps and runs, and Rodgers is inside the pylon! Allen has time. away Garrett Wilson Wilson a big play downfield Allen tripped up he could not get past Jermaine Johnson oh look at the speed of Brees Hall he's done it again Brees Lightning 62 yards for the touchdown and he's sacked again by Quinton Williams what a beast number 95 for the Jets listen This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And we're going to break down the story of Zach Kuntz, the Jets' exciting seventh-round pick out of Old Dominion by way of Penn State. A lot to that story. And so to break it all down, the voice of Old Dominion football, Mr. Ted Alexander. Ted, thanks so much for coming on. Scott, thanks for having me today. Looking forward to it. So, Ted, let's talk about Zach Kuntz and the fact that he came from a pretty big family. Five kids, they had one sister Thought it was interesting that apparently There were four brothers and a sister And the four brothers were very, very protective of the sister Would not have wanted to be anybody that the sister brought home Because you'd have to deal with the father and four brothers And as we know, Ted, not only did Zach Kuntz play football But two of his brothers played at Penn State as well Which we'll get into in a second So that would have to be pretty intimidating For any guy that the sister was bringing home, right? You have to get through a huge offensive line just to get to the quote-unquote quarterback there. Yeah, it's a, a great story about you know just banding together with the brothers and protecting, protecting little sis. So, Ted, let's talk about the family. He had two brothers that played at Penn State, and Zach Kuntz was expected to play at Penn State, and he eventually did go there as a four-star recruit from Harrisburg, PA, decorated in multiple different sports, won a state hurdle championship in track, and then obviously football. And so he goes to Penn State and believes that it's his destiny at the time because his brother went there. But things don't really go according to plan. He's sitting behind Pat Fryermuth, and he just doesn't get a lot of playing time. So, Ted, before we get to what happened with him transferring to Old Dominion and all of that, Let's talk about his part of the journey that ended at Penn State. This had to be disappointing for him because, as we said, two brothers played there. He's from Harrisburg. Sure, it's something he'd been thinking about since he was a little kid, and it just wasn't working out the way he expected. Well, and it's a a great example of how, all right, if you run into a little adversity, how are you going to handle it? Are you going to crumble and have your whole career uh, implode on you, or are you going to make the best of it and learn what you can and and take those uh, lessons learned to, to make yourself better. And I think he did just that, but it's got to be really disappointing when you know, you've got the family ties, you're from that state. It's all you think about your entire football life. And then you get there and it's not everything you wanted it to be. Disappointing whether you're a student athlete or just a student that goes to a place that you thought would be the greatest ever and it turns out not to be. But it's an example of Zach just being able to pivot, being able to be flexible and being able to uh, understand the situation and make the best 
uh, of, a, of a tough situation. And Zach says he's still friendly with his ex-teammates. Quote, I love those guys. I text them before a game saying good luck, and they do the same back to me. So he made an impression on them, even though he wasn't there all that long. The story for Zach Kuntz, as far as football goes, did not end at Penn State, though, as we know. It continued at Old Dominion. And the reason it continued at Old Dominion is because of the coach, Ricky Ronnie. And Ricky Ronnie was the offensive coordinator at Penn State. He also had other assistants that he brought with him from Penn State, including offensive coordinator Kirk Campbell. Kuntz knew that the offense at Old Dominion was going to be pretty much the same as it was at Penn State. That was something that was very attractive to him when he considered where he wanted to transfer when he decided finally that Penn State wasn't going to be his final destination. It did come down to Old Dominion in Arizona, and there were some big schools that were in the mix. But as we said, because of the coaching staff, he picked Old Dominion. Also had a longstanding relationship with the director of sports performance that came to Old Dominion from Penn State, Dwight Galt IV. And Old Dominion graduate assistant Michael Schuster was his teammate at Penn State and at Camp Hill High School, where he had all those accolades, including winning a state championship together as football players, and as we said, the hurdling championship. So Ted, a lot went into his decision to go to Old Dominion, and a lot of people would say it's a big step down, no offense to Old Dominion, but we know the history of Penn State. So for him to go from Penn State to Old Dominion, a very big leap on his part, but he trusted the coaching staff and he trusted the program. In many ways, uh, Scott, a leap of faith, but you want to go, it's, it's all about the familiarity uh, with the situation, with the guys that would have been, would be coaching him, et cetera. You want to get up to speed as quickly as possible. And the thing that blows my mind about this portal and, and all these types of things at the college football letter, uh, level is how difficult it's got to be to learn new offenses and learn coaches' uh, idiosyncrasies and those types of things. And if you already know those things, you can concentrate more on the football and your football skills. And I think that's one of the reasons he chose Old Dominion. Plus, he was to get an opportunity to uh, to play. And, you know, it's all fun and games when you're at Penn State. But if you aren't playing, you aren't playing. You aren't getting on tape what you need to get on tape to be able to uh, get to a team like the Jets. Here's what Kuntz said at the time about his decision. There were coaches at other schools I talked to, but honestly, when I was breaking it all down, Old Dominion became a no-brainer for me. Being familiar with the offense and the coaches here I had prior relationships with, that was big. I know what kind of coaches they are, and listening to Coach Ronnie talking about the bonds you will have for the rest of your life with players and coaches, I wanted those bonds to be with the people here. And Fontel Mines, the tight ends coach over at Old Dominion, took a liking to Zach Kuntz right away. He was a former Virginia star, actually spent some time in the NFL with the Chicago Bears. And here's what he had to say at the time. I think the deciding factor for Zach was the relationships here. We were honest with him. We laid our plans out, but we told him he'd have to come in and earn playing time. We weren't going to hand him anything. And so, as you said, leap of faith, Ted, because, yeah, he was coming to a new program but he knew all these guys. He knew all the coaches. However, they told him, yeah, we know you. Yeah, we like you. Yeah, we really want you. But you're going to have to earn it. We're not going to just make you tight end one. We're not just going to make you the focal point of the offense. You're going to have to come in here. You're going to have to work. And you're going to have to show us that you deserve to be one of the key pieces in the offense that we're building at Old Dominion. And the great thing, Scott, is that he, he, was, he grew up with that. 
You know, when you have a bunch of brothers and and a sister, uh, you're fighting for the last role at the mm -hmm. dinner table. You're fighting for mom and dad's attention. You're fighting for everything. And not only uh, maybe fighting is the wrong word, but you're earning everything. And so the, having to earn his way onto the starting lineup or into the starting lineup was nothing new for, for, for Zach. He's not an entitled dude. He understands what it takes. And most importantly, he gets it. And I think that'll help him not only at the NFL level, but it certainly did when he was at Old Dominion as a co collegiate. And, and Knowing that makes your work ethic shine. And maybe it's unfortunate that at this day and age, you can't say that about every athlete out there. And to your point about that, here's what Fontel Mayans had to say about Zach Kuntz and his work ethic. He was the same guy every single day, comes out here every day and works hard. You're going to get out of football at some point. What you do as far as work ethic, that's what's going to matter the rest of your life. And he always grinded his butt off. And to your point, Ted, you want to talk about fighting for the last role at the dinner table. goes a little bit beyond that because, as we said, five kids in that household, they had two bathrooms. So they had to fight for the bathroom just to go in and maybe do their hair or do their business in the bathroom was going to be a battle. They used to play backyard football and basketball games. And as I'm sure you can imagine, Ted, they played no rules. It was street ball. As Zach said, it was always a competition in our house. Whatever we did, someone would usually end up crying from either getting hurt or having their feelings hurt. And there was some jealousy in the household among the different siblings. They were always trying to be the best of the bunch. So coming into Penn State and then going from Penn State to Old Dominion and having that mentality, as you said, the warrior mentality, the I've got to fight for every scrap, very, very important in his journey. Well, it also teaches you how to fail and how to get up from failing. Mm -hmm. if, if your brother hammered you the night before on the basketball court or at Monopoly or whatever, if you're a competitor, you're going to get up the next day and say, it's a new day and I'm going to have my day today. To have that mentality is very important for athletes because it's not always going to be fun and games and you have to be able to deal with adversity. And, and I think it's a hard thing to teach. And when you grow up with that, it's, it's sort of more just uh, you, you get it through osmosis. And through your, your family dynamic. And I think that's going to help Zach for the rest of his life. And Ted, something else that will help Zach for the rest of his life is his ability to remember where he came from and the fact that it's not just about football in life. You've got to pursue other things. He's an outstanding student, has been since high school, made the honor roll. And also, I thought this was interesting. When he was at Liberty with Old Dominion, he noticed their facilities and how expensive they seemed to be. And he made a comment about it as if to say, what do you need these expensive facilities for? He actually said this. You can go to a ton of different places throughout the country. You can go to group of five schools, power five schools. Everyone has nice, shiny things. But 45 pounds is the same as it is anywhere else. They've got cool stuff. Yeah, but that's all it is. It looks cool. All that matters is the guys you've got in the locker room. You can have the nicest facilities in the country. But if your coaches don't care about you, how good could it really be? It's the people that make the football program. When you know you have coaches who love and care about you and want the absolute best for you, not just in football, but in life, you don't want to just do well for yourself. You want to do well for your coaches. So the team mentality, yeah, he wanted to stand out above the pack in his family, but the family was very close. 
They cared about each other. It was a unit. When one person did well, everybody did well. And that was the mentality he brought to the team. And he also understood it's not just about the fancy equipment. It's about the people around you. And it's about the overall life pursuit. So you want to make sure that you're doing well in school. And you want to make sure that it's not just you doing well on the football field, but you're helping out the other players and obviously making a difference for the coaching staff who has placed all this trust and belief in you. And there you have it. Again, the the trust. It all comes back to that, the the familiarity with the, the coaching staff. And you don't have to worry about those things because you have the trust. It's like having a, a good relationship. If, if you don't have to wake up every day wondering about whether or not you trust the other person, you can get on to living your life and becoming a better you. If you have to worry about that trust stuff all the time, you aren't focusing on the things you need to focus on to become your best. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Ted, I thought this is interesting since you mentioned relationships. Fontel Miles, the tight ends coach, he said he always talks about Zach Pascal, the former Old Dominion wide receiver, when he tries to motivate Zach Kuntz and other players on the team. He tells him if Zach Pascal had signed with a Power 5 school, Zach Pascal might not have played and he might not have developed into an NFL player. And now, obviously, Pascal went on to a career with the Indianapolis Colts. And it was because he worked hard and he got that opportunity at Old Dominion. And so Fontel Mines tells these players, including Zach Kuntz, and I think this was something that helped propel him to the NFL and being picked in the seventh round with the Jets. He asked them, do you want to build a career or do you want to run out of a tunnel? Do you want to play or do you want to be seen on TV in a big program? If you want to go be seen in a 100,000-seat stadium on ESPN, that's fine. But if you have an opportunity to play 60 or 70 plays a game and be the focal point of an offense, that's what will really make you a good football player. That's what could build you a career, so why not do it? I think that's a fantastic message from Fontel Mines, and it's one that clearly Zach Kuntz took to heart, as other players have as well. No doubt about that. And when you're in the group of five uh, and you can't promise a lot of the other things, you have to, to, to give the student athlete the opportunity to succeed. And if you're going to get those 60 to 70 plays, you're going to make mistakes and you're going to be able to bounce back from them. It's not going to be a one and done scenario. There's such a different dynamic at a lot of the power fives where if you go in there and drop your first pass, you aren't going to see the field again for a while. If you are one of the key uh, cogs to a smaller program's attack or, or uh, philosophy, you're going to be able to make those mistakes. And everybody makes them, and it's going to give you the best chance to be the best you. And I think that's that's the selling point for group of fives everywhere. Come here. If you're a little bit bigger fish, fine. But fish have to show that they can swim to the big boys at the pro level. And if you get more opportunities to swim, you have a better opportunity to show them your best. And Ted, you mentioned not being afraid to make mistakes. In order to succeed, you have to be willing to take chances. And this is where Zach Kuntz's track background comes in handy. In a 35-34 loss to Buffalo, he leaped over two defensive backs to grab a touchdown pass with 19 seconds left that gave the Monarchs a chance to send the game into overtime. That's not something you're typically going to see from a guy who's six foot seven, 255 pounds, him just leaping over two defensive backs. 
Talk a little bit about that part of his game. Is that something you saw often? Because it's a technique that he can pull out of his bag of tricks that I would think is not something that you're going to be able to get out of most tight ends, especially at the college level. Well, the thing that, that jumps out about Zach, obviously, 6'7", uh, and he was also a, a high jumper too. Mm-hmm. And you look at his four five five time in the forty, and and you can debate the, the the value of a forty time. But what it tells me about Zach is the fact that he can get that six foot seven inch frame into athletic mode sooner rather than later. You talk about leaping over people. I mean, you, you can't coach that. You can't really teach that. It's it's got to be deep in your soul. And and for Zach that day, Monarchs uh, were home that day, uh, a crummy uh, weather day, getting hammered by Buffalo, made a huge comeback. And if you aren't putting your effort out there every single play, you aren't going to be able to be in that game in the fourth quarter. The Monarchs are out of it. They're getting waxed at home. But Zach and his teammates battled back within that extra point of sending the game to overtime. But it's those type of instincts that he can draw upon because he's used to drawing upon those because he was a track guy Mm -hmm. and he was a basketball guy. It's not just a guy who grew into a big body and said, let's play football. What's interesting to me, Ted, and a lot of people wouldn't know this, is that Old Dominion makes a lot of use of their tight ends. They really are a big part of the offense in a way that you don't see typically at any level of football. Yeah, you might see a big-time playmaker like Rob Gronkowski or Travis Kelsey, Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates, guys like that, but you don't usually see multiple tight ends making an impact on an offense. That's not the case with Old Dominion. Well, it's really all about uh, Ricky Ronnie, who, you know, when you when you spend time at Penn State, uh, uh, tight end you, if you will, <laughs> you you bring that uh, effective part of your offense with you and hopefully the student athletes as well. And Zach is a perfect example of that because the Monarchs didn't do much tight end work and the, they only started football in 2009. And for the first 10, 11 years, it was it was uh, for the most part, uh, the headline maker was Taylor Heineke now with the Falcons and, and he they ran the spread offense and, and didn't have much use for a tight end. Ronnie realized when you play bigger boy football, you're going to have to have those uh, type of packages in your offense. And when you have a guy like Koontz, you can make him the focal point. Ted, we know that early on in the season, Zach Koontz got injured. And this is a big part of why he dropped in the draft. Can you talk a little bit about how the injury happened and the nature of it? Well, five games into the, the 2022 season, he, he went down 12 catches, 144 yards and, and two touchdowns. And it had to be especially uh, frustrating for Zach because you know, you're out giving your 100% every play, and the year before you had shown what you can do when you're one of the the uh, the lead options with with uh, 73 receptions and five touchdowns. I mean, he was second in the country in tight ends in in receptions. He was the focal point, one of the focal points in terms of the passing game. Learned to do a lot of blocking, etc. Was was getting his game into shape for the next level, and it's you know he goes down with a kneecap and 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 that had to be devastating for him like it is for any student athlete that goes down and sees the uh, the the uh, dream start to slip away or drift a little further away like Wilson uh, in Castaway. Uh, but he, he, he hung in there. He rehabbed his ass off and was able to go by the combine, which didn't shock me, but I was really impressed because with rehab, you have to be committed to yourself and your own heart to be able to get back to where you need to be. And he obviously made that, but uh, he bounced back from the injury and the Monarchs were worse on offense for it, but he was there with his teammates and and, and uh, showed them that you can be the big man on campus one day and the next day you're in the rehab room with no one else there except for the strength guy. 
Ted, I want to talk a little bit about the rehab for the injury because it really is remarkable how fast Zach Kuntz was able to recover. He was told there was no way he would make it to the NFL Combine, but he didn't want to take no for an answer. He wanted to go to the NFL Combine. He'd been waiting for that opportunity forever, and so he worked his butt off at a facility, and he did every single thing they told him to do. This is a guy who's a football star, could have easily taken days off or not done the exercises or the drills that they told him, but he worked extremely hard and then not only was he able to make it back in time for the combine but he shattered all the combine records for tight ends so talk to me a little bit about that determination and how surprised were you that Zach Kuntz was able to do that because to me it's remarkable because not only was he able to beat the doctor's predictions substantially but also he was able to go in there after beating those doctor's predictions and crush all the combine records for tight ends that's crazy to me well, I think it all goes back to the family and it goes back to what you're, you're, you put your mind to something and you work hard at it and you set yourself some goals and you, you are realistic about those goals. And then you have the little you know extra 10% on top of those goals and you just bust your ass to try and get there. And, and that's what he did. And, 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 you know, I've, I've had a couple little injuries and I was certainly by no means a, a division one athlete, but you have to have it in your soul to work hard to get back. The, the, the motivation you have to find each and every day, whether to, to get to Indianapolis or to get to the Jets or, or to get to the next level or just to get to the next day, has to drive you every single day. And you can't take those days off. And I think that's, you know, work ethic you can't teach. It has to be deep in your soul. And I think that's one of the great things about the Jets drafting Zach is the fact that you aren't going to have to worry about him when it comes to work ethic or or character or any of those types of things because he's been through it and done that and he's he's ready for the new adventure. He re respects the new adventure and he's going to give it all he's got. And, and for all of us in the Monarch Nation, we're hoping it's enough because we've seen on the field his spectacular uh, uh, playmaking abilities and we hope it just translates to the next level. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Ted, as you said, the work ethic and the character of Zach Kuhn seems to have served him well throughout his life so far. And now he winds up with the Jets. The Jets are looking to build a locker room filled with guys that love football, filled with guys that have positive attitudes. Positive vibes only is one of Robert Sala's big mottos in the locker room. They want guys that want to lift each other up. It seems to me like Zach Kuhn would be the perfect fit in that locker room, right? No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And when you're making these picks that are precious uh, in the National Football League draft, you, you, you know, sometimes I guess athletic ability forces you to take a knucklehead here or to, forces you to take a chance on a knucklehead. When you get later on in the draft, you, you can't be doing that. You can't waste time with with dingbats in the locker room because, you know, one bad apple can spoil the whole bunch girl. Uh, and you don't want that to happen, especially with a late round pick. And, and you know, that's not going to happen with Zach for not only what he says in the interview, because everybody's going to be Eddie Haskell in the interview, say, yes, Mrs. Cleaver, I'll do this, that. And I love football. But no, you see through his track record of years and years of dedication to his craft, his family, his coaching staff and his teammates. And so that's not going to be an issue. And that's a huge thing for a, a coach like Coach Solid not to have to worry about. You don't think the spotlight will be too much for Zach Kuntz here in New York, right? No. I, they they talk about the spotlight. The thing is, 
if you're too worried about the spotlight and not worried enough about your game and your, your, your soul as a human being, you've got your priorities screwed up. And so he's going to worry about football first. He knows he's a good person. He's been a good person his entire life. And when the media spotlight, what's the spotlight? Asking questions about your craft or your whatever. He can handle that type of stuff because he has, has no skeletons in the closet and, and no need to, to try and, and scam people or, or fool people. He's just himself. And, and that's what he's been all along. So it's like when you tell a lie and you have to keep the lie and perpetuate the lie, it's more difficult than just telling the the truth because then you just fall back on the truth and you don't have to scam anybody right and obviously at old dominion he was known for having great relationships we talked about with the coaches but with his teammates too correct oh no doubt no doubt about that because they they saw he had the credibility as soon as he walked in the room Uh oh here's the penn state guy he also had the familiarity with the coaching staff because as you mentioned scott a lot of them came from penn state so he was able to sort of act as, as a go-between in terms of if, if I'm a teammate of Zach's and I don't know Ricky Ronnie from a hole in the wall, I'm going to ask Zach about Ricky Ronnie. What's he like? And he had the credibility with his teammates to give a straight answer right there, a truthful answer and a helpful answer to those types of questions. Ted, overall, as somebody who watched Zach Kuntz play for multiple years at Old Dominion, seeing him come back from that knee injury, there are some who have very high expectations for him here with the New York Jets. If you had a place to bet on it, would you think that at some point he may reach starting spot for the tight end position on the New York Jets? Is that something that you think he's capable of doing? Certainly. Certainly. I know he's going to make himself ready, whether he's the 53rd guy on the roster or a practice squad guy or a starter. He's going to be ready to seize those opportunities when they when they come up. And he's, he's a team guy and he understands the drill and he understands the grind. And if he gets to that position, he's going to make the most out of it. Ted Alexander, the longtime voice of Old Dominion football. Thank you so much for coming on and talking about the Jets' newest tight end, Zach Kuntz, seventh round pick out of Old Dominion with me. Really appreciate it. For those that want to follow you on social media and obviously check out your work doing Old Dominion games, how can they go about doing that? Uh, the Twitter handle is at TedAlexanderODU. And uh, just look forward to, to seeing the next wave come on. The Monarchs had uh, three players drafted in this past uh, National Football League draft. And uh, as a program that's only been around since 2009, we're, we're trying to make uh, a lot of hay in a little time. And, and traditions are born one day at a time. And hopefully Zach doing well with the New York Jets will help that tradition. And now everybody at Old Dominion has a reason to root for the New York Jets, including my friend Vinny Pasquantino, the first baseman for the Kansas City Royals, who is a proud Old Dominion graduate. Oh, Vinny, what a charismatic character he has. And he's, he's just the same guy now as he was when he was hitting for Chris Finwood and the Monarch baseball team. And it's great to see him do well. It's great to see all the Monarchs get the opportunity, seize it, because people know no matter what the sport, when they get an old Dominion student athlete on their roster in the pros, they aren't going to have to worry about them when it comes to personality traits and being knuckleheads because they get it because they've had to grind and they've got that little chip. Well, Vinny's a huge Jets fan, and he's had incredible success in the major leagues with the Kansas City Royals. So, Ted, we can only hope that Zach Koontz has that same level of success with the New York Jets. We know he'll work hard to get there. Ted, thanks again for coming on. Make sure you check out everything that Ted is doing with Old Dominion and follow him on Twitter. Check out everything we're doing over at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has some awesome All-22 breakdowns up there, including one of Zach Kuntz. If you haven't seen it yet, go ahead, check it out. 
Subscribe to our channel if you haven't done so already. YouTube.com slash play like a jet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers Quinn and Williams Bless You Thank You shirt and the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. Tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.